Welcome to the NextGen Work Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Ross. I help leaders support working parents so that they can recruit and retain the best people. Join me as I interview experts and provide insights into the struggles that parents and caregivers face in the workplace. Learn how your business can become a place where parents feel included, supported, and valued. Being a family-friendly business isn't just a nice-to-have anymore. For the next generation and those that are raising them, it is critical. Hi, Anthony. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, For the listeners who are just meeting you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Anthony Franzis. I live in New York City. I have had built my career. I actually did work on Wall Street for a little while, but the last 10 years of my career has been focused in the employee health and well-being space. So I spent some time in the physical activity side of things, trying to get employees more active and not sitting as much. I spent some time in the in the mental health space, uh, at Headspace specifically. And now I'm at a company called Stork Club, which is focused on family health, which coincided nicely with my own journey of becoming a father in the last six, seven months. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've always been focused on selling and bringing employee health programs to HR benefits to then offer to their employees. All right. Awesome. So your little one is just about six or seven months old then, right? Yes, I guess. I guess we're out of like the weeks phase. So it's like six yeah. and a half, but it's like six and a half months, you know, seven months doesn't seem, seem accurate right. yet, but yeah, so yeah. six and a half months, I would say. But then it's like, when do you stop counting by months? They're 28 months old, 29 months old. <laughs> I think you got to do <laughs> months. Our parents are always like, why are you saying they're two and a half years old? I'm like, you don't understand. There's such a big difference between a two-year-old and a three-year-old. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, you got to go at least to 18 months, I think, before you switch to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I totally understand. So um, how did your paternity leave work out with the little one? Did you get a good paternity leave? I did. Yes. Yeah. So... So Val, Valentina was born in uh, early July, July 2nd. And my wife is a principal of a high school, actually. So mm-hmm. she she took a nice paternity. She had about 18 weeks off. And she took that off kind of right before and then basically up until Thanksgiving. Now, I actually started working at Storm Club only a year ago. Not even. It was last February I started. And, and their policy was for paternity leave, you actually have to be there for a year to get your mm-hmm. leave. Um, fortunately I, I, I worked with them and, and was able to just, they were reasonable. And I, I said, Hey, why don't I take it off now? It's the end of the year. It's a little bit quieter. You know, I work in sales and then this way I can hit the ground running again in the new year. So I was able to take off a decent amount of time, basically from Thanksgiving through the end of the year. Um, and then there's more time that I will be able to take off once I hit my one year mark. Yeah. That's awesome that they were a little flexible with you. Um, they were flexible, you know, a lot yeah. of companies. I think the policy is pretty common that you have to have been there for a year to kind of qualify for the leave. But yeah. that's great that they realized, um, you know, that that was a better time for you and even for the company and kind of bent the policy a little bit to give you some flexibility there. Yeah, that's one of the benefits, I think, of working in the startup world, too. If, you know, yeah. we have the we have the unlimited PTO as well. So we kind of just worked it out where it was partial PTO, partial paternity leave. Um, but to answer your, your question, it went well, I would say it was harder than I thought it was going to be. 
you know i mean i gotta you know shout out to all the moms out there like it's it wasn't exactly a vacation you know it was uh yeah uh it was less downtime than i thought and it was it was it was it was obviously great and i loved it loved doing it but yeah it was it was harder than i thought it was gonna be yeah so how old was the baby when you started your leave i guess like in like the she was like probably like the four to six month range yeah. Yeah. My uh, husband so did that too time. for yeah. for about a month around because I was a teacher at the time um, okay. and I had to go back for the last month of school. So mm-hmm. that was when our daughter was about three and a half months old. So he was there kind of the same like age range. Um, it's not quite newborn, but also still a really difficult time. Yeah. I mean, it probably was a little bit nicer than the, the full newborn time or a little bit easier, I guess I could say. But you know, I really had sort of romanticized the idea of just like not working. And, and I don't, I think I was the first of my friends to do the back to back thing. I think most people took it off at the same time. Since I was, since I was working from home, it, it, we had some flexibility when she was born where I was working, but I was able to just be around, which is nice. But yeah. this was really my first experience. It was like just me and the baby for like six full weeks uh, all day because my wife went back to the, the school. So she was never, yeah. never home during the day. So, yeah, it was quite the experience. Yeah, it seems like uh, some days are so long and will, like, never end, and then others just kind of rush by. Yeah, I was I was ready to hand her off at 5 p.m. when, when my wife yeah. came off. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was kind of how my husband was, too. He was like, here, I'm going for a run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Um, but that's awesome that you got to take that time, because I know a lot of dads, unfortunately— just don't even get that opportunity to have that time to bond. And I think it's so important. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, early on in life to to get that bonding time and even have the struggles and kind of helps you understand a little bit of um, maybe what mom's going through when she was home, uh, you know, 24-7. And uh, I just think that it's very important. And unfortunately, not all dads get that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me more about um, Stork Club. So Stork Club is a family-forming benefit. We support a wide range of family-building services, not just the path of pregnancy, which is what people normally think of. So things like IVF, IUI, egg freezing, also things like adoption and surrogacy. But we also support really exciting things like uh, doula, like in-person doulas, as well as uh, HRT, menopause, testosterone, and gender-affirming care. So we actually got to use use the doulas as as well, and it was a really great resource for us. They actually are like on site during the birth and things like that. Yeah, um, we we paired that medical care with really great support in the form of being able to speak to experts. So you have unlimited, very virtual calls with experts on any topic that you would like, from child sleep to nutrition to to lactation. So really anywhere you are in the spectrum of the family building journey, there's there's virtual support for you. And then the medical care is is really top notch as well. Yeah, that's really awesome. So you are um, helping sell these services like to HR to offer the benefits to their, com- to their employees, right? Yeah. So my job is really to, to meet with the folks in benefits and, and HR and understand what they're currently doing, what's working, what's not, what they'd like to do more of and, and really why. And then if, if it makes sense, then we kind of share how Stork Club can really fulfill some of those needs. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of companies aren't really doing much in the kind of family planning side of things yet? Or is it becoming more common? 
It's definitely becoming more common. I mean, I think in the last two or three years, it really, it really blew up. So it's really exciting to see. But I would say a lot of companies are now just doing something through their health insurance. Yeah. So it's it's getting rarer that we talk to someone that's not doing anything. Um, a lot of times they have like a, maybe a small dollar amount just through health insurance. There's a few issues with that. One of them is, well, it's a great place to start, of course. But one of the issues is it oftentimes requires an infertility diagnosis. So that means that it's really only for opposite sex couples that have been trying for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, that's a big part of it. The other one is it's essentially just like a reimbursable dollar amount and there's no control over really the where you're going as far as quality or caliber of clinics. So mm-hmm. what Store Club does is we we've built out a like a center of excellence network of clinics. So you're only you're only getting um or you're only able to go to certain clinics, but with those clinics, we know that you're going to have a certain quality of care and then be able to control for certain outcomes, things like single embryo transfers and less number of cycles required for successful pregnancy. So we're actually able to help with cost containment and ROI. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I have um, friends that had to go through the whole like IVF journey and um, tried several times with like a local clinic and it just wasn't really working. And they ended up, yeah. we're in Tennessee, they ended up having to fly out to Colorado um, to go to, you know, a really nice, renowned, well-known clinic. Sure. And it was like successful first time for them. Um, so, you know, it seems like it would be more expensive to to go out of state or have to go farther away to somewhere. But if it's, you know, successful the first time instead of like the eighth time, right? I could see where that's obviously saving money for yeah. you know not just the couple but the company too on the benefit. No, I mean that's that pretty much sums it up. Also, a lot of companies will do a travel reimbursement benefit, so mm-hmm. they'll help support the reimbursement for that travel because, like you said, let's say a company is offering fifty thousand dollars. That's that's pretty generous. Yeah. The employee might end up spending all fifty k because it took them two or three cycles as opposed to just going to a great clinic the first time, it only takes one cycle. So again, to your point, even if the service seems a little bit more expensive at first glance, it's ultimately going to be not only a better member experience, but a better outcome for, for everybody involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've talked a lot about like IVF and such, but is this also, or you talked about um, adoption too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does that work? Is that you know, for any couple, do they have to have a, you know, infertility diagnosis or anything? Or No. So one of the benefits of working through Store Club is that you don't need the infertility diagnosis for anything, right? Including IVF or or, for, or any fertility treatments. So you don't, you don't need that either for adoption. Adoption is not a medical procedure. So it's not through our center of excellence clinics. We do make recommendations on on really great adoption services to use, and then we essentially facilitate help facilitate the reimbursement of those services. Uh, and you're also able to speak to the adoption experts on our platform, so you're able to speak to people as much as you'd like to, and just understand what your options are and what to expect, and maybe some steps to take. Uh, and then when it comes to actually receiving the care or the service, we help you find the place, and then we help you uh, get reimbursed by your employer. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I know it can be a super like complicated and expensive and confusing process. So I imagine like having that access just to talk to somebody and ask the questions and 
kind of understand what you're getting into even before you get started, that would be a huge benefit in and of itself. Yeah, that's really, I would say that's the, that's the, the third benefit of doing something beyond healthcare, right? The first one is it removes the infertility diagnosis requirement. The second one is you're able to then use vetted clinics only to, to kind of improve outcomes and, and control costs. And the third one is, and we can talk about this forever, but like if you yeah. try to navigate your healthcare insurance plan, it's not easy. So I, yeah, I just, my wife just gave birth like six months ago, right? As I mentioned. So I could not for the life of me find out how much it would cost to stay in the hospital for a night. I asked the hospital, I called her insurance, like yeah. nobody knew or, or could tell me. So yeah, like, well, after the fact, we'll bill them and then we'll let right. you know. It's like, well, that yeah. shouldn't be how this works. <laughs> it was really, I mean, and I was on, I was in the hospital walking around and trying to talk to people in, in person. Yeah. I, I didn't, I couldn't yeah. get an answer, uh, you know, no matter who I spoke to. Um, so just because you have great care doesn't always mean it's easy to use and navigate. And so again, by working with, with a vendor like Store Club, we're able to integrate with the health plan and then really layer on this really great concierge service. So you're able to speak to somebody right in the app. They answer all your questions. They know exactly what what your benefit is, how much money you have access to, what your cost will be, not just the overall cost, but what your cost contribution will be. So that's that's a really important value to working with a vendor like Store Club beyond just working with an insurance plan. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned the app. Is it um, like on-demand, unlimited kind of access to these professionals? Yes, like, correct. How does that work? Yeah, so it's unlimited access to all the virtual coaching. So you can speak to experts on not just fertility, but things like you know nutrition. You can speak to doulas and midwives. You can speak to child sleep coaches and return to work coaches. Uh, so that's all unlimited, as well as unlimited contact with your. You have like a dedicated care navigator, so they're the ones that are really going to be that hands-on experience, helping you understand exactly what you have access to, not only how to navigate the product, but what your benefit is what dollars you have access to. And they have background in, in fertility, they're nurses themselves. So they understand really what you're going through and, and how to speak to you about that. So that's all unlimited. And then the additional, the other services that the medical care itself of going to the clinic. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I think, you know, so like if I'm struggling with, you know, sleep, we're six weeks into this, sleep patterns are changing. I don't know what I'm doing and I need to talk to somebody. I could just like set up a call with a sleep consultant. Is that yeah, yeah. So just, doing that right? That's awesome. Yeah. So just because you're dealing with fertility challenges, it might not be a, about the fertility itself. Maybe you want some support on the, on the nutrition side of things or the mental health yeah. side of things, right? It might just be really taxing on you to your point. You're losing sleep over it. And so there's mental health coaches you can speak to that are trained on how to support mental health as it relates to an infertility journey. Yeah. And that's that sounds like a, you know such a great benefit for the employee, for the the parents or the people trying to start a family. But like that's really important for the employers too, because if your if your people aren't getting any sleep at night or their nutrition is terrible or they're stressed out over trying to figure this out, they're not going to be, you know, as productive as of an employee. Totally. And, and I like I mentioned, my career for the last 10 years has been in the employee health and well-being space. So it's always right. been about a happier and healthier employee is a, is a more productive employee. There's certainly a lot of different ways that you can get somebody happier and healthier. Now, one thing that comes up a lot is this isn't for everybody, right? Everybody's not going through a fertility challenge or in a family building journey, right? which is, A, that is true. But again, we do support other things like 
like HRT and we support people after they're pregnant and when they're returning to work and have newborns and things like that. For those who might not be familiar, can you tell me what HRT is? So HRT is hormone replacement therapy. Okay. So yeah. that's supporting testosterone, menopause, mm-hmm. and uh, gender affirming care. Um, and though it might be a smaller percentage, a lot of employers are utilizing this as a really impactful um, a talent attraction and retention benefit because for those that it affects, it it's you know it's life changing, right? Everybody that's a parent knows it's it's the most important thing that they've ever done. And so, if your employer is the one that helps you or empowers you or supports you on your journey to having a kid, that usually creates a lot of a lot of loyalty. Studies show people are a lot less likely to leave um, when they get back from maternity leave or paternity leave if their employer had helped them in their in their journey in the first place. So yeah. that's other than the cost containment. That's the other thing that we're really doing is making an employer a best a best in class employer, making it a place where people want to be. And so for that population that does utilize it, it it's it changes their life in a way that you know. Again, I used to wear a Headspace. Like the meditation app was really great, yeah. but it just having a kid and meditating are. I've done both, and they're different experiences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as a somebody like looking for a new job, we kind of expect now that employers are going to offer, you know, health care. <laughs> but you've got to set yourself apart somehow as an employer, um, you know, because pe- some people are starting to be a lot more picky about where they're going to work, especially if they're struggling with family or if they have young kids or they know they want to start a family soon. You know, they're starting to look for these benefits. Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. I think when I was graduating college, in like 09, I feel like it was the thing of like making sure the job offered benefits, just health insurance. Yeah. Just it just it has to come with it with it now. It's, I think it's understood, and also there's other ways to, to to get health insurance, so it's it's less right. important, I guess, or just less of a driver. But this is becoming, I hate the word table stakes, but this is becoming table stakes. I think so. I think yeah. Any any person looking for a job, they're really weighing if the employer supports their fertility and if they're if they have paternity leave and maternity leave, of course, mm-hmm. like I, you know, I, I mentioned uh, my wife is a principal of a high school. And so they're seeing people who are looking for a job where a, a are they able to, are they supporting their journey to build a family? And then are, are they supported when they become a parent and, and return back to work? And so these are things that employers really need to start focusing more on if they're not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be, you know, there could be the difference between getting and retaining good people or or not. Um, totally. And and there's a lot of studies that show the cost to replace an employee is really high, like one to three times an, an annual salary. When you take when you factor in lost productivity, hiring costs, training costs and uh, various other things like that. So, you know, if you're paying someone one hundred thousand dollars a year and they leave, it's a t- potentially costing you $200,000 just for that one employee. So you could do the math on that. If mm-hmm. if 1% of your population is leaving because of fertility benefits, it's it's a huge, huge cost. Yeah. And I think a really frequent time to lose somebody is after maternity leave or during maternity leave. They realize, like, I can't go back to this job after we've you know had a baby. A lot of priorities shift. But you mentioned that loyalty, you know, if if my employer helped me have this baby, supported me along the way, provided the benefits, like I'm going to feel really loyal to them. And I'm also probably going to be like shouting it to the rooftops to all of my friends. Like, hey, come work with us. Come work with me because, you know, they care. Yeah. 
I mean, look, you got to you got to do what you got to do for for your family. So I, I do understand that sometimes people do leave when they first get back from from maternity paternity leave. Right. I would feel pretty conflicted about it, even if my employer wasn't wasn't involved. Uh, but I think, you know, just having the benefit of the maternity leave itself and paternity leave itself does create some brand loyalty. But then for sure, if the company did help you in that journey in any way, you know, that, that creates more loyalty. And then also just do they provide return to work services? Some companies provide actual stipends and, and funds related to that. We Store Club provides actual coaching. Again, it's unlimited. So you can work with somebody on a return to work plan and, and return to work coaching. There's some vendors that that just focus on that. So what are you doing for your employees family for me journey? What are you doing for their leave? And then what are you doing for them to come back? I think those are three things that make a massive, massive difference. Yeah. Supporting them as they come back as an employee, but also as like this new identity as a parent, especially if it's their first kid, you know, they're going to have so many struggles um, just figuring out life with a newborn and with a child. Um, And it sounds like, yeah, you're in the trenches of that. Like there's just so much um, that you have to like work through and figure out. You mentioned that your kiddo just started daycare not long ago. Started daycare. Been a real emotional toll, mostly on me. She seems to be doing well, but it's been it was you know been you know we just worried about her, but she's been doing well. Of course, she got sick like day three, so we've all been yeah. sick. Me and my wife have been sick ever since. I think Grandma got sick too, so we're all we're all just oh, catching catching colds around here. But yeah, it's yeah. you know it's and again like having the flexibility to work from home also has made that journey easier as well. Yeah. So being able to know that I'm closer by if, if I need anything and I can drop her off in the morning and pick her up uh, when I'm not working has been helpful. Yeah. Um, that flexibility is really nice. Even if it's not like working from home every day, just being able to, you know, kind of flex and work from home on days when you need to, if you can, of course, like that's really helpful and not feeling um, kind of guilted into to staying in the office for you know, even if you've got a kid at home and then you're worried about your kid that's sick with a nanny or whatever. I saw something online yesterday. I, it was like, a, uh, I don't think it was satire. It was like, it was, it was making fun of a company, but I would think it was real. It was like, if you work from home, you have to like log in to a Zoom call at 830, have virtual lunch at 12 with your camera on and then log in at like, at like 430 PM. Have you heard about this? this is, I was like, ugh. It sounds all the comments made it. Yeah, it, it was posted as though it's something that companies are starting to do more and more. Yeah. Really upsetting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that kind of negates the flexibility of being able to work from home. If you're yeah. going to still dictate exactly how my day has to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So if you're doing that out there, shame. Yeah. If you're requiring me to log in for uh, like virtual lunch at 12 o'clock, I just hope that you're ready to also see like the food fights happening at the table and the books that I'm reading to put my kids down for a nap and right. listen to me singing Baba Black Sheep a hundred times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. what's happening at noon around here most days. Exactly. Yeah. Baba Black Sheep's a real banger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've started singing um, Baba Pink Sheep and Purple Sheep and mm. Chase Sheep from Paw Patrol. My son really likes to improvise on the theme now <laughs> yeah a little remix yeah it's it's gotten really entertaining <laughs> well anthony thank you so much for um talking with me today i think this has been you know immensely just insightful if anyone wants to learn more about stork club or connect with you where would be the best place to find you yeah you can connect with me on linkedin 
um, Anthony Franzis. My email is anthony.franzis at joinstoreclub.com. Uh, I also host a podcast, Successful Working Parents. So you can check that out on, on Spotify and Apple if you want to learn more about conversations like this about working parents and how they can balance work life and family life and still find success. Uh, yeah, I'd love to connect. All right. Awesome. And I'll be sure all the links are in the show notes too for ease of access. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it, Courtney. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take just a moment to leave a rating in your podcast player and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take care.